connections with today's thought leaders, change makers and disruptors, all designed to bring you tools, strategies and insightful perspectives on business growth and personal growth to reveal the humanness in success and the challenges that we face. For those that are new to the show, I'm Sally A. Curtis, a content repurposing whiz. And I work with brilliant individuals to help them leverage their content to engage their audience through the power of emotive visuals. What we're best known for is turning books into two years worth of social media posts. Simply Done, we provide a done for you service that helps to amplify your impact because you stand out, because you connect deeply with your audience and because your message is heard, you are able to reach more people with ease. But more importantly, today we're going to be talking about taming your dragons of distractions and how to reclaim your self-worth. And I have a very, very special guest joining us today, Ariana Rollins, uh, who's going to be sharing that with us. And you can see her on the screen. Uh, so welcome very, very much to the show. So Thank let me you give so much, Sally. You're, you're very, very welcome. Let me give um, the audience a little bit of, uh, of your background and then we, we'll dive in. So... Ariana has studied human development for more than 40 years, which I can imagine was fascinate, is fascinating, and has been a certified cybernetics transposition or CT facilitator since 2005. She teaches and mentors people on how to reclaim their self-worth and personal manifesting power in a very unique, practical, step-by-step -step process. She also shares proven spiritual and science-based tools to help people reach their goals. Um, and she especially loves working with those empath entrepreneurs, guiding them to utilize their intuition to build their business and make lasting change and impact in this world, um, which is awesome. Um, lots of the clients and lots of the guests are obviously on a very, very similar uh, quest. Uh, so without any further ado, please help me welcome to the show, Ariana Rollins. Welcome. Yay! Thank you so much. <laughs> That's what is so much so yeah. sound. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. I remember when we first spoke, I just really loved your energy and your presence. And so it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. I get really, really excited um, talking to people because that's my discovery and I suppose my quest, as I can imagine uh, for yourself, you know, working with people and discovering human behaviour and, um, you know, all of that, um, the development that humans have. So can you share with us a little bit about your backstory as to what sort of led you to here today? Um, I'll, I'll make it quick. At 16, I wanted to get out of the school system. So my father found a way for me to um, quit high school in the United States and get um, equivalency diploma. And I went to England and that opened my eyes to it was a completely different world. And then a few years later, I moved back there after my university degree and I joined a metaphysical esoteric group that again opened my eyes to the unseen and how much support we have out there and also how much we get in our own way and that could be from our own upbringing our, our schooling our just our habits and so I dedicated my life really early on to finding ways for people to free themselves and especially empaths because 
not only are they taking on their own thoughts and feelings, they're absorbing everybody else. And it's like they're awash with all of this heavy energy, especially now on the planet. And it makes it really hard to move forward on what's important for them. So I really like to free them that they can accomplish their goals, their objectives, become manifesting mavens. Yes. Beautiful. And isn't that um, so true as to um, the, 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 that, that extra energy that weighs them down? I've got many, many friends that are very much in that space and they, they themselves, like all of us, are on a destined quest and they're, you know, really mm -hmm. passionate about what they want for the world. But that want for the world actually sort of ends up being layers upon layers on top of them because of what they feel and I suppose what they can sense, etc. Um, so it's beautiful that you've given these very, very special beings um, an opportunity to sort of be able to just work with their own, um, their own innerness and not everybody else's as well. Now, yeah, they kind of picked me, Sally. Yeah. I didn't know I was an empath until well into my 50s. Yeah. And I've been doing what I'm doing for 18 years now. And then I just started noticing, oh, you're very sensitive. Oh, and it was like, oh, and then the work kind of morphed from there. Yeah, and I love that. That's to me that those serendipitous um, elements of how our life uh, rolls out. How you, for me, it's been a, oh, that's three times now. Is that a thing? That could be a thing. Um, so I'm a problem solver. So I've often sort of gone, oh, that problem's crying again. Oh, and that. So you've had a similar experience of how you're, uh, you have been guided um, by what you do, by what you've. Now, have you sensed that retrospectively um, and had those sort of epiphany moments? Talk us through some of that because I find that quite juicy and interesting too. <laughs> well, yeah, I think it started when I was in a relationship with someone who didn't like my sensitivity. And I was blamed, I was shamed, and you're too sensitive, you're too sensitive. And I it really um, kind of took the power out from me, I, I lost my confidence, and I doubted myself and my my expression in my work and I took a very successful business and it just imploded Sally because my feedback loop became you know connected to him and I was doing well if he was happy with my work and what I was doing and so a lot of my work is freeing people from those external feedback loops so they can connect here. So yeah, it was really tough. And there's layers of when you open yourself to, to someone else's belief system, and whether it's a coach or a best friend or a partner, and you don't know it as an empath until all of a sudden your life is just, whoa, what happened? You know? And really that inner inquiry is to recognize that they don't and they can't know more than you yourself know. And it's taking that power back gently and just checking you can love someone without following their guidance and what they think is right for you. Mm. I think you've touched on something there because I've had a similar experience myself. And mm. I'll call it the in when, when we're in that love, um, that it, the, the love moment or whatever you want to call it how um, the, the incrementally 
we become in my case we become so absorbed in uh, their in the way they think and the way they uh, mm -hmm. provide that feedback and even though we know it's not true it for me it, it became the truth so I had a similar experience where I was I did uh, similar things and started to believe somebody else's version of my truth for me um, because I was too connected you give too much away you you share too much with people you need to hold back because you're not going to make any money and all those sorts of things um, and that um, made um, for me imploded my world and as a result of the business uh, in a process of years it took a it took a while but again, it's not until you have that aha moment and you realise that that you can actually start to, to work your way back out of it. So that's where you sort of specialise in that space of helping people free um, themselves. Is that part of what you call as a distraction? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I hadn't thought of it in that way, mm. but it could be because if we, and, and often I think very sensitive, compassionate females, we look to help those, especially mm. our partners, mm. and that they can be a distraction away from what is most important for us to focus on. So if we fix and, and help and support them, so yes, they can be definitely a dragon of distraction. And yeah. it's in a bottomless pit, right? Yeah. We can't do the work for them. Yeah, yeah, and as a result, we um we, we we can't do, and that was my thing. I wanted to do the work, so as a result of sort of doing that, we listened, and then the whole the the whole conversation was distraction in that it was it was not my conversation, it was the conversation. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting how we can um go down the rabbit warren of a distraction, um, even if it is uh, with a relationship with somebody as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great, uh, great start to a conversation. So thank you. So what are some of the distractions that you uh, work with or see most commonly with the clients that you that you serve? One is bright, shiny object, and that's a very common <laughs> one. And that um, because empaths, um, especially entrepreneurs, mm. they've got this passion to help and serve. And if they're not progressing, they think it's them. They don't fault the program or the mentor. They think there's something wrong with them. You know, I know that that works. Look at all these people who had this great success. There's something wrong with me. That's a big one, you know, the dragon. And then another one is that they don't know enough. They get hooked on the next training, the next bit of knowledge or expertise. And then they think, I'll have the confidence to go out there and I'll be able to express my truth. That's a really big one. And then another one is that they are not seeing themselves accurately. That's a big one yeah. <laughs> for empaths. They don't recognize how they come across because their feedback loop is, and this is really important, Sally, for people yeah. to realize, is that if they're in the coaching or the mentoring field, yeah. as an empath, their feedback loop is often into the client's own worries, blocks, dragons. And they don't realize that how that person is taking them in has, you know, they got triggered, the client got triggered, and now it's, I didn't do a very good job. They didn't get the breakthrough. And so now the feedback loop and how they are perceiving their work is into the client's projections. Mm, mm, mm. 
that's a big one. I can still get tripped up with that because yeah. as I go into session, I open my field, I'm empathic me. Mm -hmm. And so to recognize, whoa, they just got triggered. There's nothing wrong with what I just said or did or the next step mm -hmm. I'm guiding them. So to hold that space powerfully mm. and reflect back to the client, this is what I'm witnessing in you. You got triggered when I said that you didn't want me to guide you. And now you're uh, overwhelmed because I'm not guiding you. Mm. But it takes a lot of trust Yeah, in yourself. I was going to say in yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I love the way that you've talked about that powerful space because that, um, that's often uh, when we when we're listening. I'm going to use listening to others, so we're not standing when we when we're not yeah. standing in our space. We wobble, so everything sort of crumbles. But there's strength and empathy and care in holding that space and c continuing that conversation to help them the the other person that's being triggered to to have or have either have a breakthrough or move closer to a breakthrough but you've really got to be able to sort of as you said hold that space and that's not when you when you're empathetic that's not always easy i dare say there's a practice and it takes practice to do that so what what would you suggest to people that are, are finding that um i suppose that little bit of a, a bit difficult at the moment what do you how do you suggest they start Okay, this is going to be really funny, but yeah. this is what I do is I, I suggest people step away from the energy. So I, I literally would do this in the middle of a, a training that I'm teaching a group or a private client. Watch. I need to step into my own energy field to guide you in the next moment. I'll be right back. So I literally, I walk away mm. out of the field, step in the corner or out, just literally just a few feet away. And then I tune and I get the answer and then I come back. And okay. so it's like, it serves as a pattern. I didn't know I was doing reset. this. It's a pattern interrupt and reset. And then I get the guidance for them next. So they're like, okay. So yeah. That's something yeah. I and would it, suggest. It, it actually breaks both patterns. Patterns, it's both ours and theirs. That's, yeah, I love that. We were taught as speakers that if we walk on stage and we say the wrong thing first to do a turnaround, so to do a turnaround on the stage and then come back uh, back in that manner. So I suppose, and that's purely for ourselves more than anything, and it's a bit funny for the audience, but it does it does enable you to stop, or from, uh, from my experience, it enables and stops that, that incessant yeah. mind chatter that you can actually refocus love that and the connection between yeah. that the client and myself so that gets disconnected yeah. and i can guide them more powerfully because i'm tuning into myself and my guidance mm, mm. yeah brilliant um god that's that's just boggling my mind now that's question. yeah and you you shared a little bit um about um how you discovered that you're an empath for yourself and that um that recycle a cycle i suppose we all have at different times of uh sabotaging and this is a way of i suppose in an essence that would be a type of sabotage if we're not taking the time to sort of step back and recalibrate so we can be present again uh with the person that we're actually working with 
Um, and you talked about a feedback loop, and I really love the. I, I sort of saw you use two two hand gestures, a feedback loop that way, and I think it was that way. So I'd love you to explore and share a little bit more about your insights around those two feedback loops, because for me, when you expressed it, I went, "Oh yeah, they're so different." But when we think of a feedback loop, we only think of one, but there's probably multiples, isn't there? So I'd love to hear your feedback, your conversation around your feedback loop that way and that way. Yeah, so I, I talk about an east-west feedback loop. Mm -hmm. So this is your friends, your family, your work, your colleagues, clients, and there's the north-south. And this is the one we always need to pay attention to. Mm. We could call it spirit, true self, and it's... It's okay to take input from the outside as long as we run it past spirit, soul, true self. Is this useful? Is this constructive? Is it true? And then it's powerful because then we like we we are open to feedback from others. We, we feel very strong and present, and then we check. So this is the north south, which is the most important feedback loop. This one, yeah. Beautiful. And that's, uh, I would imagine, because of the way, and as you were talking through that, I was sort of, uh, I was sort of feeling it, when you're actually checking in with the, um, the uh, north-south and you're connecting to your soul and you're sort of checking in around that truth, you actually have what I'm going to call the real version of the truth because we all know we've got different mm -hmm. versions of the truth when we need mm -hmm. them, uh, but we're actually checking in and being more honest with ourselves it also sounds and sort of feels as though that helps um, create, create a much more grounded um, element. Am I correct in saying that as well? Yeah, I think grounded and interestingly, especially for empaths, mm. it gives them um, propulsion mm. to move forward and take action. Because if someone says, hey, Ariana, you know, you need new headshots. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes, I'm aging. And I'm like, oh, I don't really, you know, we go through you that, right? Absolutely, we do. And if I get stuck in that feedback loop, instead of checking, okay, true self, I use true self, higher self, would it be helpful for me to get new headshots? And then I get a yes, who could help me? My friend, let's do it over here. There's a great office. So I start to get this guidance and then I'm in action and I can take the supportive bits from other people and then I can disregard the rest because our mind and blocks can take all sorts of forms and then it's just like i'm looking at images from when my first headshot in 2012 and oh <laughs> yes. my god look how many years ago that is you know and we can go into this like oh, really yeah. negative mindset yeah terrible yeah yeah yeah, and, and uh, keep serving it up too. Uh, really good at doing that as well. So you've talked about the um, the unconscious, I'm going to call them unconscious biases, uh, and uh, I suppose there's obviously benefits as it relates to distractions as well. Um, and some of those is actually recognising what we're actually doing at the time by the sounds of it. It's just sort of tapping into source and sort of understanding what we're doing at the time so we can um, stand a stand more powerfully and sort of get the, the right answers and, and then act according to what we feel is the right answers. Is that um, is that part of your process, the, the sort of the steps to understanding and sort of taming those dragons? Yeah, that was a really good question. Um, 
Yes. So first, this is how I stumbled upon this because I've yes. been working with people for 15 years or so, helping them identify the biases, the blocks, the unconscious patterns that were self-defeating them, stubbing their toes. And then I realized when I went through taking my power back from the relationship that there was a fast track to being able to recognize that. And that's when I'm aligned with spirit, with source, with true self. I'm deeply present. Those blocks, biases have no sway. I don't even hear them. They don't influence me. So now I, the work I really love to do is the power of true self. If someone goes through an alignment process. And so it brings in you know, Eckhart Tolle work and all sorts of um, spiritual masters where you can step into the present moment very quickly and you can recognize the ego, the blocks, the biases. So you can bring that groundedness, that presence to everywhere. You know, you're in the grocery store and you're connecting and someone walks walks away from an interaction with you and they're beaming because we're transferring the best of ourselves Mm, beautifully said yeah very very much said and don't and and don't you experience that and sort of do bounce across bounce out to the car with the shopping and open the door differently when when we have had that experience when someone has gifted that uh, to us so to be able to be in a position where we're present where we actually are that continual gift to others um, and that's the magic of what uh, so much of the work uh, that coaches and consultants do and certainly the empaths do is 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 helping people connect and have that you know that um that joy in every moment and that shared mm -hmm. shared shared giftedness we'll call, we'll call it from that perspective mm -hmm. Um, and what when you when you find yourself um, you find yourself in sort of doing your the doing of your work or the um, or people are involved in family stuff and all the rest of it and they're getting themselves they're starting to feel where it's gone wobbly because um, when you've uh, imagine again from my own experience when you when you've you know and have connected to the true self and then you're starting to get wobbly it's, it does feel a little bit different um but it's we're usually sort of a little bit sort of out of kilter like out of view like i just was then um before we've actually can pull ourselves out of it so is there i suppose there's two questions in this is there an easy way to uh, to feel or notice when you're getting out of kilter and what's the quickest way to bring yourself back yeah when you start to tune in to what is really your higher self, your highest, most healed self, and you feel that calm and peacefulness in your body, and then when you start to get a little nervous, anxious, like, oh, what's the person thinking? Or you walk into a room and you somebody's anger, you've got that you've got that kind of background stable broadcast, and then you know when you're off. And so I recorded something, well, I did it for myself, and then I share it, and it's, oh, it's yeah. useful, yeah. is I call it a true self-grounding meditation, mm -hmm. and that's something that is completely free. It's on, on my website as a little manifesting kit. That's the first thing is that get grounded into your true self, and it's it's really amazing. It's like you imagine yourself in nature and you're deeply rooted into the planet. I didn't know as I was creating this, how useful it would be. Yeah. And, you know, for myself and others, and that can shift very quickly. So I recommend clients put it on their phone, 
put the headphones in. If you're having a, a wobbly day, go into the loo, put the headphones on and just sit there for three minutes. And then when you walk out, you're centered, you're stable, you're powerful, and you're contributing to the world rather than being like a sponge of all the negative emotions. Because mm. when we're off, we become, it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we just absorb so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I've just got going across the ticker, your succeed, uh, higher true self uh, gift, true self confidence. Is that the one that you were just referring to? Or that will get give them access? That will give them yeah. as well. That They yeah. also get that, that true self grounding. Yes. Yeah, as we've got that and we've sort of opened the the, the, the the portal for that, can you share a little bit about um, that resource that you've actually shared and then the, the audience will know a little bit more about that as well? Yeah, um, well, like most of my work, 90% yeah. <laughs> comes from my own personal experience, yeah. is yeah. when I was um, exiting that relationship, my confidence was in the toilet and I didn't have any belief in my work and myself. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize that there's a true self-confidence, which is not ego. And mm -hmm. I kept being criticized. Anything that I felt strongly about or that I felt I did a good job, I was criticized that that was ego. You know, you've got this ego that you just won't let go of. And when I started to realize, well, there is a confidence that's real, that's spirit mm -hmm. confidence. And that's what I call the true self-confidence and that we have it in some areas of our life. And this is the cool thing, Susie. I'm on a ball if you see me bouncing. Um, yes. Is that you can transfer that confidence that you've got maybe as a mother or a father, as, I don't know, a coach for a basketball team that I know that I know that kind of confidence. You can transfer it into areas of your life where you're a little bit more wobbly, a little bit, you know, you don't. You, you doubt yourself, you can transfer it. And that's part of the work. It's, it's called transposition. Mm -hmm. And you transfer it into weaker areas. And it's a fabulous little gift. Mm, beautiful. And that, um, and that um, resource will actually help work with people understand that and walk through, uh, work through yeah. that. Yeah, which is great. I love that you talked about that. I, I refer to it as transfer transference was what I thought you were going to say because that was my my word but you called it transpositioning and isn't that 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 was such an aha moment for me and I just wanted to sort of share that um for the audience so they because I've got a bossy bossy yeah. streak in me we'll call it passionate today um just so they could actually re rehear that is that there is so many times that we're so confident in in that one area, and there was the basketball coach scenario that nailed it. Um, when uh, and it's a reflection, and I love how my son reflects back to me. And this conversation has done both of that, so this has been uh, really great from that perspective. I've seen my son Rory be really, really confident um, as a squash coach. Um, and it just knows that he knows and has no problem at 19 sort of directing some people that are my age and sort of in their late 30s and their late 40s. Um, and then you'll pop him into another area and he's not quite so confident. And for him at the moment, that's because with what he's got, he's got a sponsorship and he needs to do some social media posting. Of course, that's an area that I'm confident in. Um, and he and uh, just seeing how he gets wobbly over that because it's a little bit unknown and we did have a conversation, you know, you, hey, you've just done this and you just expressed this over here with that person that you were just coaching. Why don't you just share that as a bit of a tips over here? Because, you know, you like to share people and coaching. Like, oh, I can do that. And although it wasn't 
um, it, it was a similar scenario in that I had he had shared and was showing him how to share in that manner over in this manner on a social media platform. So it's similar but different, but it gave me the insight of how we, when we know what we know, how we can actually help mm -hmm. others or we can transfer that know that we know confidence, that true higher self-confidence into those other areas where we are a bit wobbly uh, and or on the days that we're a bit wobbly and the bits where we're normally, uh, normally very confident. So such a great insight. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. <laughs> is there any other um anything that we haven't covered as it relates to the audience that you serve which is the entrepreneurial empaths that you'd really like them to know today and share yeah you're the future i think humanity is moving towards greater and greater sensitivity mm. and so you're at the front lines and it's like you're in a war zone because we don't live on a sensitive planet. Mm. And so I just really, I mean, I could get teary. It's so important what you do mm. because your heart is open, you're leading with it, you're guiding people with it and that you get beaten up, get mm. beaten up called, you know, you're too sensitive or that you beat yourself up because you're not moving forward on your goals because you're in this place of, of service and, it's not enough. It's not enough to just be serving others and responding to life's demands. There's something that wants to move through you and wants to be expressed uniquely through you. And you have to make yourself as important as a client, as your child, as your boss, to have that, to make that sacred space for you to come into the world and your spark to be expressed. Mm. So very, very true. Um, yeah, I'm getting get choked up even thinking about that. Uh, very much so, very much the, the, the cutting edge of what the, the planet needs, etc. Um, very much um, in alignment with that so many people are on that quest to serve, have something really profound to share, to, share, to create the change uh, and to create the planet and the people on the planet uh, into better versions of themselves so we can continue to have have that joy and sort of that that deeper connection for those people that know that that is their quest um and they're struggling a little bit at the moment uh to feel strong they feel strong about what they're here to do but feel strong in themselves what's the what what should they be doing um and how can you assist them with that i suppose there's two questions that answers there questions mm. there yeah well i I wasn't going to say this, but I feel compelled to. Mm. And it's it's a um, it's a tough one. It's a tough exercise. And I will say that only do the exercise if you're tuned in and you've got a sense that yes, it's right for you. And what I call it, for lack of a better term, is a true self relationship inventory. You write down all the people who are close to you. Maybe it's a coach, a friend, a, a, a lover, a boss, um, all the people that you are open to and they, they have a meaningful space in your life. You write them down, their name, and then you ask yourself, what do I get out of this relationship? We're just going to be real deal here. What do I get? And that... What do I hope to get? So we're looking at the gap. 
And then the next one, I only recommend this for people who are connected to source, spirit, true self, is to ask, is this relationship for my highest and best good? Mm. And if you get a no, then it's like, just make a little space. Doesn't mean you have to end it, but make a little space. It means you're being externally influenced away from what's right and true and who you are. If you get a yes, good to go. I recently did this a couple of weeks ago and for myself, because I do on myself what I teach over and over and over again. And I kid you not, Sally, while I was doing the exercise, there were about eight people who are in my inner circle. Yeah. I got to the last name and I got a clear no. And I was like, I had been feeling that I need space. I get a text message from the person who, because we're all connected. And I was yeah. like, whoa, they could feel me pulling my energy back. So that one, because that's going to give you space to be yourself. And then if you can be your, your most buoyant, most loving self around these people, you get confirmed. And you get to grow. But if you're around people where you're contracting or you're walking on eggshells, that's going to slow your progress. And it's going to make it harder for you to step in more powerfully to be you and express your spark. Yeah. And I love that you've, you've said the phrase, express your spark a couple of times there as well, because I think that's where our, our spark of inner genius comes from. And it, it is the effervescence or the exuberance of, of that, the expression of that, that it actually um, attracts, attracts and also uh, enables us to deliver what we need to deliver. I think you've also touched on two really great points there. Uh, the first one for me is the over and over again, how we do uh, work on ourselves over and over again. I love it when we talk to people and we all want, uh, uh, I often will want, I just want it done. You know, people want their website to be done and their LinkedIn profile to be done uh, and we won't, you know, we don't have to do it again and we've, we've done the, oh, God damn it, I've worked on this, you know, um, before I don't want to have to do it again but I think it's so important to realize that as humans and as people we are continually growing and that's the excitement of the journey that we're on so therefore we do do continue to do this do this work the other thing that I uh, really love and I always love as a reminder um, is the um, the check-in of is this is this good for is this the greatest good for my highest purpose that that mental asking of that question something that I, it was a great from, reminder for me because i feel like i check in but i don't ask the question enough so but by asking the question versus just feeling it it gives you another layer it gives you another sort of almost like a turbo charge doesn't another boost um so i'm glad that you've, you shared that as well um, I have another question for you, if I may. Um, I was reading on uh, within your website, etc. You do individual work, but read as though you've also do um, group work in organisations. Can you share a little bit about how that works? Um, we've talked about the empaths and obviously understanding um, how how that relationship would work from an individual perspective. But how does that transpose out into the corporate world, into teams and groups? I'd love your perspective on that to share with the audience. 
Yeah, originally the work that I learned in way back in 2002 and became licensed in 2005 was for corporations. Mm. The, um, the person who taught me went in as a consultant and would turn around failing divisions, would guide the leaders and the managers to be more effective and recognize their own unconscious biases, their blocks, mm -hmm. and to be able to be more effective at leading. So one of the um, I've done a little bit with like B2B business, mm -hmm. business and the, my favorite training was breaking through barriers for the B2B because that helps them to recognize where they're capping their performance. And a lot of companies, their income is capped. So if it's a salesperson and they're consistently not meeting their quota, there's what it's called an unconscious performance limit. And we've heard about thermostats, financial thermostats and things. Well, what this one does, Sally, it's pretty, um, pretty unusual. You actually identify the exact amount of money that trips the wire where your unconscious says, whoop, nope, we're in danger zone, stop. <laughs> and then you bump it up. You increase it on average 30%. So if someone's, I don't know, their income is on average 10000 a month, they can bump it up to 13,000, a comfortability, because until we feel comfortable receiving that, generating that, and we feel worthy of it, we just will keep slowing down our performance or making decisions to take on a client who's not going to confirm us. And so it will keep that reality. And so breaking through barriers is a great one for companies, especially if all of the salespeople and the team leaders can recognize what is a blocker. When are they operating under the bias of a perception and what it's doing to them and their performance and then clear it, resolve it. So it becomes, instead of self-defeating, it becomes a conscious success pattern. Yes. And um, brilliant. Um love that we've talked about barriers as it relates to corporates, especially as that income barrier. And I think as entrepreneurs uh, and coaches, and I see this with a lot of coaches, we, we have our own unconscious bias as to what we're worth, which can be depicted by the market. The market says coaches are only worth this much. And I had um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and somebody said, you know, why can you not be worth 25 times? and it was like 25 times what everybody else is and it was like whoa what a deep question um, and you, you do feel your own resistances but I love that you talked the way that you talked about the the bias and then the um the tripping up point and then the point where you can just give it a little bit of a nudge where you sort of you back away from that tripping point which almost sort of tricks the mind into thinking of all the possibilities because it's just below that tripping point which actually helps feed the success biases as you said so um, I'm hearing I'm hearing two sides there's the science side of it and, and the technical side but I'm also hearing that that's actually our principles of manifesting I would imagine so is this where you're actually bringing the the, the, the science based and the spirit spirit actually work together into very practical resources was my insight listening to what you were sharing so yeah absolutely because everything for me it wasn't always like that I was on a yeah. spiritual path and I forgot about the outside world yeah. <laughs> and then the outside world goes knock 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 you've got to pay attention to me and yes. so <laughs> now everything is practical it's like yeah. I have 
five questions that I ask myself every day, mm. most of the time, every day I do, I'm far more effective and productive. Yes. And then it's like focuses me. And mm. so, yes, it's, it's recognizing, wow, I was productive today. Wow. I was efficient, effective. And that when you put your head on the pillow at night, you're like, that was a good day. That yeah. was a good day. So I want people to have more of those, whether yeah. it's succeeding in their business or there's a shift in their primary relationship and they're turning up differently. That's what I love. And so, yes, it is science-based as in it's repeatable, step-by-step yeah. -step system, and it is spiritual. It's allowing um, our, the best part of us to come out and play and feel safe and comfortable. And I think there's a great phrase that Panash Desai shared with me. It's, um, Authenticity is the new spirituality. Oh, and wow. I love, it. Yeah, love and that. And that's you, Sally. Yeah, thank you. Um, and I oh, that's yeah, I love that. What I've what I've heard, and I think this also for me, uh, with that dance between the practical and the business and the spiritual, which is probably a dance that I've uh, had most of my life as well. And I think if I look at my my own successes. Uh, it's been that uh, understanding the truth, but then working out, and that was where I, that bias and the conversation, it's almost they refer to, they've got that saying, you know, once you've stretched a rubber band, it won't go back to where it was before, um, which is the, the visual of that. But for me, it's like, oh, I can, I can, you know, let me, I really want this, but that freaks me out, but I'll just bring it back to that. And the rebel in me wants to be able to play. But, but I also want to trick myself into doing better and being more. So it's sort of how can I how can I how can I work the Sally and how can I trick the Sally to do more? It's it's and to me that's that playful element of success. And I've heard that in your practical uh, the way that you explained what you're doing with the business to business. And I think from my own experience, I know a how enlightening that is. B how much fun that can be. And how when you do that regularly, you talked about the thirty percent and uh, and um, or you know um, increasing it thirty percent frequently. Again, there's that repeatable element to it. Again, um, that it actually enables you to incrementally um, create your own success. Because I was hearing through that the whole philosophy of self uh, self fulfilling self self fulfilling prophecy because you were speaking it um just like when you could put your head on the pillow at night and you've been able to answer your questions over the day that you've asked yourself and being able to appreciate the way in which that's rolled out for you that again is adding energy to that self-fulfilling prophecy again because you're speaking it all into existence so um i love really really love and appreciate the way that you've shared um the practical elements of that, but you've been able to tie it all together. It's um, been very profound. Thank you. <laughs> you held a beautiful space, Sally. Your questions were wonderful. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Um, so let's let let me just um, pop a push a button. Let me move something and push a button so we've got um, the free resource going up across the screen so people can uh, find that and get the opportunity to uh, experience uh, working with you and some of your own insights as you said you're you operate from that been there done it um, space so you've actually done it and um, and now are sharing it which I think also is a, a, a phenomenal space to come from because we know then it's uh, tried and tested um, and if someone has a hiccup with it we can help them through it because we've probably had the hiccup as well um, so that's that's been great 
And where and how are the best uh, are the best places for people to find you and consume you online? Well, I do a weekly um, podcast called the Monif the Manifesting Guide, and they can uh, subscribe to that. I just did a really good one on the importance just earlier today of happiness oh, and success and manifesting. And then a YouTube channel, I give tips on how to manifest and I go a little bit, um, I, I share clips of master classes that I teach. And if someone gets on on my list with the grab the gift of the true self confidence, they'll be invited to the free master classes that I teach over the year and they're live so people can ask questions okay. and get support. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and on uh, Facebook predominantly, or are you on uh, so Facebook as well, YouTube, you've got your podcast um, is the best way to pe for people to connect with you. And your yeah. website is HigherTrueSelf.com. Have I got that yes. correct? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you can certainly find um, lots of ways to connect with Ariana, uh, as well as lots and lots of resources to certainly help you have uh, forward movement um, as you go through this journey of making a dent and being on a quest for yourself to making a this world a better place for all of us. So um, some great resources there for you. Any final words from you? Well, I'd like to speak just a little more to the impasse that mm, when please. you confirm yourself mm. and you stop looking outside for recognition or confirmation, it frees you to be yourself yeah. and bring your gifts and your spark to the world. Brilliantly said. And we all need everyone's gifts and sparks sprinkled and shared around this planet as often mm -hmm. as frequently as we can so thank you very very much so as part of the closing off I'll just share a little bit as to what's happening next week on the show so on next week's show we have uh, two, two guests joining us and we're going to be talking about um, both caring for others as well as planning for caring for others um, so very interesting conversation around caregiving and planning to uh, caregive as well two wonderful ladies uh, both quite different uh, with very um, enlightening stories and lots of fun to share so another great episode coming up for you next time on success secrets exposed i'd love to thank you again very deeply for coming on and sharing uh, so much with us thank you very 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 much and i do hope that everybody that has uh, been watching us live and is obviously going to be watching the recording at some point um, has the opportunity to connect with you and experience some of your inner genius thank you very very much thank you i loved it thank you so much thank you thank you everyone we look forward to seeing you next time on another episode of success secrets exposed bye for now